Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but rather he is long-suffering toward us, not being willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord, it will come eventually as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burnt up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, then what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness? looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the very elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, Seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. Second Peter chapter 3 verses 9 through 14. No doubt about it, God is very patient. He will bear with us for such a long time trying to get our attention And bring us to repentance. Yet if his warnings are not taken serious. Then eventually. In a suddenly. Wrath will befall us. Unexpectedly. Like a thief in the night. It will just happen one day. And we won't be ready for it. Yes. Just like a thief coming to steal. Kill and destroy under the cover of night, we will have lived with the knowing that it could happen. But we'll have been lulled to complacence by the thought that it won't happen to me. Many fall to the enemy because of this vanity, trusting in a false sense of security while wandering farther and farther away from the covering of the blood of Jesus. There is a reason that this passage began with God trying to delay the wrath until his beloved had repented. Because that when a person is in willful sin, which is rebellion to God's words, then the promises of the blood covenant no longer apply to them. They are putting their trust in something other than Jesus. And that other thing will not save them. We read this very warning in Hebrews chapter 10, starting in verse 26, when it says, For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, then there remains no more sacrifice for our sins, but rather instead a certain fearful looking for of judgment and of fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. 
He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. So how much more sorer of a punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy? who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God, and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith that person was once sanctified, an unholy thing, and in doing so hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people, and it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Well, that's a very serious passage. And then we look to the brighter side of the promises and read things in Scripture like that we can ask anything of God and he will do it. How amazing is that? But wait, as is the nature of covenant, that promise comes with a condition, and the condition is submission to the words and commandments of God. What he said in Scripture, but also what he says to us as individuals. For example, when he calls us to fast, or when he calls us to sit still and pray, or to go and witness. When he tells us to give something up, or put something Away when he tells us that there is something in our lives that needs to change. If we choose to refuse to listen to God and cease to follow the leading of his spirit, then he will cease to listen to us until we come back in humble repentance. And this is not a matter of opinion, it tells us this very clearly. In scripture, in 1 John chapter 3, verse 22, it says, And whatsoever we ask, we shall receive of him. Now that's the promise, but the next line is the condition. It says that the reason this happens is because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. We have to take the whole counsel of God's word, not just the parts we like. In John chapter 15, verse 7, Jesus said this, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, then you will be able to ask whatever you will, and it shall be done unto you. Because that herein is the Father glorified that you bear much fruit, and in doing so shall you be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. However, the condition is, he says, continue in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I know this may not be what we like to hear sometimes, that faith actually means that we have to believe God enough to obey him. Remember, Jesus himself said that, On the final day, it's not those who called him Lord that are going to get into heaven, but those who served him as Lord, those who did the will of the Father that is in heaven. Our actions will speak louder than our words. Now, they are all important because we need all of it to walk in the fullness of what God has commissioned for us. But we have to take every aspect 
of the gospel serious. In Zechariah chapter 7, verse 11, it says that because they have refused to hearken the words of God and pulled away their shoulder and stopped up their ears that they should not hear, yea, they made their hearts as adamant stone, lest they should hear the law and the words which the Lord of hosts had sent unto them in his spirit by the former prophets. Therefore came a great wrath from the Lord of hosts. Therefore it is come to pass that as he, God, cried unto them, and they would not hear him, so that eventually they would cry unto him, and he would not hear them. This should be very frightening. This should put the fear of God in us that would cause us to move in wisdom, that the word of God is important. It's serious when he speaks. It is never for no reason. We have to listen. In Isaiah 59, verse 1, it says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save. Neither is his ear heavy that he cannot hear. But because of your iniquities, but because that your iniquities have caused a separation between you and your God, and your sins have caused his face to be hid from you, that he will not hear. God's promises are sure and firm, but not just the pleasant ones, all of them. When he tells us that he will turn away from us because of willful sin, refusing to listen to the leading of his spirit and to submit to his words, correction, direction, and teachings, he means it. In John chapter 9, verse 31, it says, Now we know that God does not hear the prayers of a sinner, but... If any man be a true worshiper of God and doeth his will, this man shall God hear. My friend, it is not a light thing that we have been granted access to the very throne room of heaven. The blood of Jesus that makes this possible for us is a very precious gift. Do not take lightly, trample, play with, or take it for granted. It is to be cherished and respected. The blood cleansed and allowed us to receive his spirit, to hear it, and receive the grace to obey it. That is an amazing thing. There is nothing that is too hard for our king. We have to come to him and believe it and ask for it and receive it and then walk in the authority of it. Yes, he leaves the 99 behind to find the one that is straying and has stopped obeying. Yes, he does love us that much. And he will do it if he must. But don't make him have to do that. It's not a safe place to be. There are wolves out there that want to kill the sheep. Stop running. Come back to safety. Sit still and pray and repent, and let him protect you from the enemy that desires to destroy you. Be covered in the blood of Jesus. He took the wrath for us. He drank that bitter cup and gave us the sweet cup of the promises of the marriage covenant. Don't run from it. Don't cheat on him, giving other things your attention, obedience, allegiance, and service. 
paid a price for you, like Hosea did, or Gomer. His hand is stretched out still. He is still our redeemer. Receive the gift all over again if you need to and come back under the covering of your spiritual husband. Stand with him and nothing will be able to stand against you because that he is with you. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38 tells us this, Now the just, they shall live by faith. Remember that the Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You've got to hear what he says. Trust it, that's what faith really is. The just shall live by this. The passage continues, however, to say, But if any man draw back, in other words, if they cease to seek to trust, to reverence, and to obey those words and teachings. He says, then my soul shall have no pleasure in them. But thank God to the ones that he was speaking to, he says that we are not of them that draw back because they draw back unto perdition. But rather we choose to be of them that believe unto the saving of the soul. So today we need to listen to what God is saying. Every day the Hebrews, they pray the Shema. It talks about loving the Lord, seeking the Lord, listening to the Lord. That word Shema, it, it translates to listen, but in the original Hebrew, it encompasses more than just listening. It encompasses both listening and obeying. We think of listening as being synonymous with hearing, but it's not. Think about when you tell your children, uh, go brush your teeth or go clean your room. And you know they heard you, but they do not do it. And you tell them, you are not listening to me. That's what Shema really means. In Romans 8, chapter 14, God says this. He says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, it is they that are the sons of God. Jesus said that if his words remain in us, then we will be his disciples there are conditions to the marriage covenant. The condition is faithfulness. You have to have faith and trust in the words of your husband. And God tells us something. We can't go and choose to obey another. We have to realize that God is real and he is jealous for his beloved. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.